Welcome back to the show. Uh, let's revisit our top story. Um, the Minister of Housing uh, was bumped today because of uh, legislation that was introduced in uh, Victoria, which basically uh, states that um, that the city of Surrey, uh, well, basically the Police Act, sorry, under Solicitor General Mike Farmer introduced legislation that will force the city of Surrey to provide policing with a municipal police force. The Police Act also gives the province the authority to cancel the current RCMP contract it has with the city. So please give us a call uh, on the buzz line on this issue, 604-331-2899. We will revisit uh, the issue at uh, 4.30. Uh, one of the other things coming out of Victoria that uh, made news today, of course, is that the government has introduced new legislation to regulate the rapidly expanding short-term rental market uh, in an attempt to return home with the local rental market. Now, we all know that you know, these short-term rental um, uh, companies uh, have proliferated in a significant way throughout North America and Europe. Uh, they include uh, companies like Airbnb, Expedia, and Flipkey. Data indicates that more than 16,000 entire homes are being listed as short-term rentals for the majority of the candled calendar year uh, here in British Columbia. Well, legislation introduced today will hopefully curb that. Uh, BC will legally only be, British Columbians will only legally be able to rent out a primary residence and one one more additional secondary suite as a short-term rental, uh, but the legislation does not provide a blanket ban on these rentals and smaller municipalities are not included. They also have increased the fines for these infractions, $3,000 per infraction per day uh, from $1,000. Joining me now to discuss the issue is Housing Minister Ravi Kenlo. Minister, thank you for joining us today. Great, thanks so much for having me. Uh, how confident do you think this new legislation uh, will be in combating the core challenge of our housing uh, issue here in the Lower Mainland. Do you think this will be the legislation, or do you think there'll be more tweaks needed moving forward? Well, Jazz, I think this is a significant step in, in the direction that we want, obviously, to head to. We heard clearly from local governments that we needed better access to data, they needed better enforcement tools, and we need to find ways to get housing back in the housing market. And what we've done with this legislation is address all those three key priorities. Um, some have said that, look, why do we need Airbnb and other short-term rentals in Vancouver? Uh, that in the midst of a housing crisis, and I think your own numbers, uh, uh, for at least from McGill University, where 16,000 entire units uh, in this province are used for or have taken, been taken out of the housing market. I mean, why not go further like states like New York have and, and really make the rules even tougher uh, for, this to, for this type of business to work in Vancouver? Well, I mean, I share people's concerns, uh, Jazz. I was, uh, I talked to some, a couple actually that are living in an RV because they couldn't find an affordable place in their community to, to live. And we have here on the other side investors who have three, four, five plus homes that they're using just for short-term rentals to, to make a lot of money on. And so there's fundamentally something wrong with that system. Now, what we've done here. Uh, and as referred to by the folks who did the McGill study recently, is the gold standard uh, in the country. We're the only jurisdiction in North America that's put a primary residence requirement in place. Uh, but we've also struck a balance because we know that these short-term rentals uh, play a role in our um, tourism-dependent communities, and in particular in some smaller communities. So what we've done here is try to find the balance between uh, both getting housing back in the market, which it desperately does, uh, but also uh, ensuring that uh, where it's needed for tourism, that it's available. Now, it's important to note that what we've done with legislation is create a baseline. This is the floor. If communities want to go tougher, 
we've built in parameters for them to go tougher. And so, uh, you know, we think this is going to bring a lot of housing units back into the market for renters. And, and of course, that's what everybody wants. Uh, any sense, uh, any sort of modeling that shows how many more homes may enter the rental market after this? Well, there's a couple of uh, alarming stats. One, we saw a 20% increase from just last year on how many uh, uh, properties are on short-term rentals, which is alarming, uh, a very scary trend line. But on top of that, we just had recently a, a McGill study that showed that there was just shy of 17,000 full homes that were on short-term rentals in British Columbia. And our view is even half of those coming back onto the rental market is quite significant. Uh, if you look at uh, how many purpose-built rentals we built last year in British Columbia, we built 14,000 in British Columbia. That's a record-breaking year. Uh, and if we can get even 8,000 short-term rental units coming to uh, available for renters, that is huge. It's almost close to doubling what we're building uh, in our province. Hmm. If Vancouver didn't have a shortage of hotel space, do you think you could have brought in tougher legislation? Was there a, was there a hesitancy well, Van- there because of a shortage of hotel space? Well, th- this is, again, very uh, a tough measure, Jazz. If you look at uh, what other jurisdictions across Canada have done, across North America, sometimes people refer to New York. New York went a totally different route than what we're doing. But by going that way, they've also created a black market. What we've been able to do with what our legislation brings forward is we're saying there's, it's okay in some places uh, and it's okay in some. So essentially, if you're an investor buying homes just to uh, make money off of short-term rentals, we're saying that that's, that's not on in, in majority of our province. And if you're looking to, uh, if you have a suite in your house and you're like, I don't want a renter, but once in a while somebody coming in, we're leaving that flexibility for the homeowner to have that. So we think we've struck a, a, a good balance, which will bring units back. But again, we think this is a new standard for across the country, and it, it's much new. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in regards to resort municipalities, um, uh, go, uh, you know, communities, electoral areas around Gulf Islands, um, what's your sense of the uptake in, in wanting to um, uh, sort of... Uh, Right now, they're exempt from the principal resident requirement. What's your sense that they would actually want to be involved in sort of the tougher legislation? Uh, I think we're going to have a a pickup from communities that are under 10,000. Communities that are resort communities, uh, Tofino, Whistler, uh, Fernie, et cetera, these communities uh, will have to have a discussion, and they're having these discussions, so it's not like it's a brand-new thing, but they're having discussions now about what's the right balance of housing versus the housing they need for their workforce. They are all having the same challenge right now uh, that other communities are. They, they need short-term rentals for tourism. That was why they were supportive of them in the beginning. But now there's nowhere for the workforce to live. And so what's the balance? Those communities are going to have to have discussions on what they want. If they want to opt in, they're more than welcome. It's a, a very seamless process for them to do so. Mm-hmm. Salt Spring Island and the regional districts, they've had a unique challenge. They didn't have the ability to put licensing in place. They had no data. They didn't know what was going on. Part of the legislation allows them to set up a licensing regime. And, of course, if Salt Spring Island wants to opt in, it's a simple uh, motion that they have to pass, and we would uh, welcome them to the the same requirements as everyone else. Hmm. Um, In regards to Airbnb and and many other short-term rental companies, 
you know, it's like they came in yesterday. This has taken a time. It has built up. But why do you think it's been such a struggle for government to to, to deal with this, uh, not just the provincial government, but municipally as well? Why has it been such a struggle, and why do you think it's taken so long to bring in some of this legislation? Well, the, the local governments and governments overall are struggling around the world trying to figure out how to manage this uh, ever-growing uh, sector. Uh, you know, I talked to the se- senator from San Francisco about what they were doing. Uh, I talked to folks in Washington State. I've talked to my colleagues from Ontario to Quebec. Everyone is trying to figure out where, where to go. Uh, what we did was we went to UBCM, our partners, uh, early last year and said, here's money. Consult all the local governments, identify what the challenges are and what you'd like us to do. That report came to us early this year, and we've actioned it into legislation. And again, we're taking a big step, uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if other provinces uh, join us in the, in the coming months and years ahead. Minister, thank you for your time today. Appreciate it. Anytime, Josh. Thanks so much for having me.